Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, flying solo today. Derek is busy putting stuff together for uh, the football uh, side of things on thecatspaws.com and doing some things. He has football interviews this evening, so I'm going to handle this podcast episode alone. We're going to be joined by Brandon Jenkins of 24-7 Sports, a national basketball recruiting analyst. Longtime listeners of Kentucky Daily will recall that name. He joined the show last summer, I believe, to discuss some things about Damian Collins and some of the prospects that Kentucky had in the 2021 class. But we're going to talk a lot of 2022. But the lead off of this episode, I want to talk to him about in-state star Reed Shepard, uh, the junior guard from North Laurel High School. We know he picked up a Kentucky offer in July. And then Brandon evaluated all those guys in the live period in the month of July on the Adidas Grassroots and other circuits. And he ranked Reed Shepard as his top riser in the 2023 class from the summer. So Reed is a guy that has probably positioned himself greatly to have a significant jump in that 2023 rankings. He's the fourth uh, member of that class to receive an offer from Kentucky. So I want to talk to Brandon about where things stand with Reed, how high he thinks he can rise. And then we're going to move on and talk a lot about 2022. We're going to talk Shaden Sharp, and Kentucky obviously believes they're in a great position to land him. Some people believe he's the number one player in the class. So I want to talk to Brandon to see what he thinks about that and what his tools are that really solidify him as an option to be that overall number one player. Is it possible for Cason Wallace and Nick Smith Jr. to play together at Kentucky, or is it going to be one or the other? I know uh, Texas is where Brandon's from. He has roots there, so I know he's going to have a lot of info and intel into that Case and Wallace recruitment. And then we'll get into the front court as well, talking Derek Lively, Adam Buna, and some others in that 2022 class and exactly where Kentucky stands. But before we do that, this episode is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, one in Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. I'm not going to waste your time anymore. Here's Brandon Jenkins of 247 Sports. And now joining us on Kentucky Daily is Brandon Jenkins, a national basketball recruiting analyst with 247 Sports. Brandon, it's good to have you back on the podcast. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm always happy to talk Kentucky basketball. Brandon, we're going to talk a lot about the 2022 class on this episode, but I, I want to lead off with a guy in 2023, and it's one that Kentucky fans are very familiar with, and that's Reed Shepard. You had a lot of high praise for him after watching him during the live period in July, and you actually ranked him, I think, number one on your rising stock out of guys in that class. What, what did you see from him this summer that made you put him in that position? Absolutely. I think the thing that stood out the most was – you know, he had a lot of hype going into those Adidas uh, session weekends. Um, you know, all the Kentucky writers were eager to write about him. Obviously, John Calipari, Orlando, and Antigua, and Chin Coleman, they were watching his every move. And just the just the crowds that he attracted overall at all of his games. And, like, he he showed up and he showed out. I mean, um, he displayed everything that Reed Shepard is ranked in our rankings for. I mean, he made open shots, created for other people. Um, scored efficiently and just played within himself. And I think that that speaks volumes to the type of person he is, the type of confidence he has in his game. Um, and, you know, I think he was well-deserving of that number one spot when it came time to decide who elevated their stocks the most in the 2023 class. So, so where do you think that he will fall in those updated rankings if you just had to make a prediction right now? Like how, how sure, um Personally, you know, 247 rankings is definitely a group effort. But personally, I, I would, you know, pitch for him to be in that 25 to 
35 range anywhere there, which will be like a 30, a 30 spot jump for him. And I think he's definitely deserved that with his play because people, I don't think what people realize is he played up on the 17U level and he showed up and he showed out. So, um, you know, once again, that speaks volumes to the type of kid that he is. And I definitely think he's deserving of a, a top 35 ranking. And talking a little bit about his recruitment, obviously there was a lot of people made a big deal out of Kentucky not watching him in an event that happened in the state of Kentucky in June. Virginia was there, Michigan was there, Louisville was there. But then Kentucky, Brandon, they decided to make a bigger statement there on the Adidas circuit, and they lined up everybody. Everybody outside of Bruiser Flint was sitting courtside watching Reed. How big was that statement that early where Kentucky had only offered three guys in 23 up until that point and Reed became the fourth? Uh, absolutely. I think it, I think no matter when Kentucky offered, it, it would always be a big statement or no matter when they showed up at his games, it would always be a big statement just because of, you know, the presence and the historic history of the program and the history of Reed and his family, of course. Um, so I, I don't think timing was a big factor, but you know, just the fact that they did show up on a big stage and it was Adidas and it was the first grassroots live period session and everybody was there. And he gave them he gave them a reason for them to have to extend an offer. I think that I think once again that always speaks volumes to his production, um, the work that he puts into his game, the type of kid that he is. And um, I think I think Kentucky was definitely high on his list. And now moving on to 2022, there there are a lot of guys Kentucky's in on right now, and you kind of went through that July period and you got to see where they were prioritizing people. Uh, Case and Wallace. A big topic on our show in our mailbags was everybody going, why has Kentucky not offered Cason Wallace at this point? Well, a couple of days later, he gets his offer. What do you make of that offer, and where does Kentucky stand in that recruitment? For sure, I think it was the offer that Cason was waiting for. Um, you know, like you said, your fans were asking what was taking Kentucky so long. I think they wanted to get a detailed in-person evaluation over a, you know, a span of games, and I think they got it, and I, I think Cason – Kaysen understood the assignment and he took advantage of the opportunity. Um, and so now that he has that offer, um, I definitely think Kentucky is up there probably right with Tennessee. They're probably neck and neck and it'll pr probably be that battle that he'll, um, it'll probably be the battle that everybody's searching for. Texas is also trying to get into the mix. Um, Chris Beard and his staff have made it really known that Kaysen Wallace is their top priority in that class, even before Keontae George made that commitment to Baylor. Um, so uh, it'll definitely be a neck and neck race, I think, with Tennessee for Kentucky. Um, Texas is trying to get in there, but I think it's uh, a little a little too late. I think it will be a battle between Kentucky and uh, Tennessee. And I definitely think Kentucky might have the edge after Kaysen takes his visit in late August. And then Kentucky, too, that same weekend they offered Nick Smith Jr., another guy who had been waiting on a Kentucky offer. Do you see that being a possibility that both of them could play at the same school at Kentucky, or do you think it's going to be one or the other? Uh, unfortunately, I think it's going to be one or the other, um, just because you can't forget about a dude who has a chance to be the number one player in the country, Shaden Sharp, and how productive he's been in, throughout this span of July. Um, I definitely think that that is Kentucky's top target, and I think they're going all in on him. And so when it comes down to Nick Smith and Kaysen Wallace, I definitely think it will be one or the other. And I think uh, Kaysen Wallace holds more weight in terms of who, who they're prioritizing within that bunch. And you mentioned Shaden Sharp. That was the next topic I was going to get to. That That's a guy, Brandon, you know, John Calipari and his new staff and NIL air, they're trying to get back to doing what they do best, and that's taking the elite of the elite. What is it about Shaden, though, that is pushing him to possibly be that number one player in that class? Yeah, I definitely think it's just because of uh, his combination of size, skill set, length, and versatility. 
from the two guard position. Um, definitely with him being six foot five and his strength and the intangibles that he brings to the game, along with him being a multi-level scorer, I just definitely think it's a perfect fit for John Calipari and what he wants to do from that swingman position. Um, and he just had a very productive July. I mean, you know, he was like the talk of the town for all of his opponents at EYBL, all the grassroots coaches that I talked to. Um, you know, they definitely, especially in the games that you play lost, um, they always still said Shaden Sharp was always the best player on the floor. So I definitely think that, uh, you know, just his body of work in the last couple of months, you know, th he deserves to be in that conversation just off of that alone. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, a couple of other guys in that 22 class as well that Kentucky's in a good position with, Derek Lively. And then is it Adem Buna? Is that how you say his last name? Yes, sir. Okay, so those two guys, I asked you about Casey Wallace and Nick Smith Jr. possibly being together, but it, do you think that those two could end up at Kentucky together? I know there's a lot of buzz around both of them right now. Uh, uh, I. That's very tricky. It's very tricky because I – Speaking on Derek Lively, who's our number one player right now, I think uh, a lot of schools are in the mix. You also have to look out for Duke and Penn State. Um, obviously, that that would be a primary target for Kentucky in the front court. Um, I don't think that they'll want both of them just because they they both will probably clog up the lane. And even though Derek Lively has expanded his game over the years, um, I definitely don't think that uh, John Calipari will be looking to recruit both of them. I think Derek Lively would be would have the edge in terms of being the top target there. Um, but if they can get both of them, I think there's a way that it could work. Obviously, uh, Dem Bona is a motored up um, physical specimen who can guard ball screens, rebound, and run the floor. Um, so it'll just be interesting to see. And Kentucky seems like the only school that is really actively recruiting him the hardest. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who they end up with. But I do not see him taking both of them. Yeah, and and Lively obviously to me would be their their primary option right now. And how, how fun is he to watch, Brian? I've not got to see him in person, but from what I saw on TV and stuff during Peach Jam, he has a high motor on both ends of the floor. For sure. And it's still, and he still has ways to go. I don't think he scratched the surface of what he can become. Um, the thing that I love about him is he gives across these strong Tyson Chandler vibes from the perspective of he's seven foot one, pushing seven foot two. And he looks like he has like a 35 to 40 inch vertical the way he jumps and leaps. And, and combine that with his length, I mean, it's, hard to find guards that will be able to score over him inside. I mean, he protects the rim uh, with a sense of urgency. Um, like I said, man, he's long. He runs the floor. He's very athletic. He comes from great bloodlines, and he's just a great overall kid that will work hard. And I definitely think that that's a kid that John Calipari can coach that they've had before. But, you know, I don't think that they've had his level of intangibles when I talk about seven foot and being able to lead 
and being long. So I definitely think um, it could work there from that perspective if Kentucky is the route that he decides to go. And the last thing I have for you, and it, it's Texas related. Obviously, Texas, Oklahoma moving to the SEC. We know what that impact is in football. But Chris Beard bringing that Texas program to the SEC in basketball, how exciting is that for the, the league in itself? And you could probably see that becoming a rivalry there in the SEC between Kentucky and Texas, not in just recruiting, but on the court as well. For sure. And I know SEC, the SEC conference is football country, but I definitely think that this has a chance to be a very, very top-notch basketball league. Um, I think the battles between Chris Beard and John Calipari is something that people will not talk about that much just because of how much football, you know, runs the United States and deservingly so. But uh, I definitely think that 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 Texas Kentucky battle has a chance uh, to be a, a legit rivalry for the, for the next coming decade. Um, I think the recruiting battles will be very, very elite and very fun to see. I think the on-court battles will be fun to see. Um, and even the off-court battles, because there are two outspoken coaches. So um, I definitely think that that's something for coaches to look out for. And I definitely think that uh, it, it's great for college basketball. Absolutely. I agree 100%. He's Brandon Jenkins. You can follow him at, on Twitter at bjenkins247. Brandon, always fun having you on the podcast. Looking forward to it again sometime. Thank you for having me, Sean. You take care.